Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Rico. Our hope is that today's message adds life and power to your journey as you grow. Thanks for joining us. We are still moving from the cross in the book of John. John chapter 21. John chapter 21 verses 15 through 17 is where we will be. I will read it in your hearing uh, so that you will get an opportunity uh, to hear the word of God. John chapter 21, if you're looking for it, John the 21st chapter verses 15 through 17. Um, because the Word of God is the authority in our lives. Why don't we stand in reverence to that authority as I read it in your hearing. John chapter 21, verse 15. Yeah, I like that chord. Uh, John chapter 21, verse 15 through 17. Praise is what I do. Okay, okay. My, my. Verse 15 reads, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? His reply was, yes, Lord. He said, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, then feed my lambs. Verse 16 again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him then, take care of my sheep. Verse 17, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter, the Bible says, was hurt. Because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? So he changed up his answer. He said, Lord, you know all things. How many things does he know? So you know that I love you. Then Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Pray with me and for me as we talk for just a few moments under the title, let's get you back on the team. Let's get you back on the team. Father God, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know, God. For today, O oh Lord, if your love would fall from me, this shirt, these jeans would fall to the ground as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. There'd be no love in this, Father. But yet, O oh Lord, you've allowed this moment its opportunity. And so, Lord, thank you for perfecting your word. And now, Lord, consider their hearts. And enable your servant to speak your word boldly. Stretch out your hand to perform great signs and wonders through your holy name, through Jesus' name. Let the whole church say amen and amen. You may be seated. Let's get you back on the team. He had boasted about his ability to stay close, Ginger, with Jesus. 
He had boasted that he would even go with him even to the grave. But it was before they put Christ on the cross that Peter denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. It was before he had even denied him that Luke in chapter 22 of verse 31 says that uh, Jesus said to the disciples, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Then he follows up in verse 32 and he says, but I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. Carol, if there was someone who didn't deserve to be a disciple anymore, it was Peter. But here in this text, John records Jesus having an intimate conversation with Peter. Uh, Peter's response in his failure before the cross was not the same response as Judas's failure before the cross. Judas betrays Jesus. Peter denies Jesus. Uh, and where Judas gave in to despair, Peter gave in to the hope of reconciliation. He wondered, does Jesus still love me? Will Jesus still accept me? Peter was down, but he wasn't out eager to get back into Jesus's good graces, Peter stuck around even though he knew, watch this, he would one day have to come face to face with Jesus. Even though he knew he would have to one day look into the eyes of Jesus, that innocent man whom he had denied. Even though he knew he would have to face the disappointment in Jesus's eyes, he stuck around. I want to encourage anyone still sticking around today, even though you know you messed up. I want to encourage anyone still coming to church, even though you smell like you messed up. I want to encourage anyone still coming to church, even though everybody knows that you messed up. You're still sticking around, and I, I want everybody to understand that the most sinful person in the building still sticking around right now, I need you to understand this caveat. They are not sticking around for my approval. They aren't sticking around for your approval, and they aren't sticking around for the board to vote them back in some of us today are hoping that Jesus still loves us does he care and is he interested still in me someone is still trying to find favor in the eyes of the Lord and so they are still coming to your life group they are still bringing their children to children's ministry. They are still coming to church hoping that they can get an audience with God. I need everyone to fully understand. Don't judge why people come to church. And don't judge them when they don't look like you when they come to church. I wondered to myself in the particular, as, we, as I went to making, working on this particular message, Peter is hanging around, and I thought to myself, why would he still be there? And I realized, I realized, 
no one of the disciples knew what Peter had really done. Oh, you would say, oh, yes, yes, pastor. They know what he did because they were all in the room when uh, he said to him, Peter, you would deny me. Peter said, no, I won't. They were all there. But let me tell you something. When the Roman paddy wagon came around, it was Peter who swung his sword. When they arrested Jesus, it was Peter who, who, who quietly moved through the crowd trying to act like he was not there but was still there. Where were the other disciples? Mm. Where were Andrew and the rest of the guys? Where was Matthew? Where were the rest of the disciples? They were not there. And, and, and so, <laughs> ooh, I need you to understand this. And, and so when Peter is still sticking around to hang out with Jesus, he's not worrying about the eyes of judgment of anybody else because they were not there when he sinned the nights before. I need you and I to fully understand that oftentimes the shame that you and I experience in our lives uh, and the embarrassment that we experience is our own mind looking at us and not the eyes of the other people we think are looking at us. Everybody wasn't here when you messed up and most of them don't care that you messed up because the truth is they're wondering if you know that they messed up. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can, can I make it a little bit more clearer to you? When anyone is unclean, only you and the Lord know that you're unclean. For the most part. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing about our God is that he is really not in the business of outing you as much as he is in the business of reconciling you. Hallelujah. You must understand that the sustaining and keeping power and the covering power of God. How many people want to be a witness and thank God for the covering power that he has on you today? The sustaining, keeping power of God. He's not just a creator. He is a keeping God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because truth is, we are all disqualified. None of us uh, can, can, can stand above the other. doesn't matter your education. It doesn't matter your degree. It doesn't matter your job. It doesn't matter how many children or less children you have, married or not. We've gotten out of that biblical idea that you are judged by your family's value or women you are judged whether or not you can have children. The world doesn't care about that. What we really care and this message cares about is that God desires to still be with you and I even when no one else wants to. How do I know that? How do I know that? I know that simply because it was Jesus who was there with Peter when Peter denied Jesus. I'm, I hope I get it. Is, it. is it Mele, your daughter's name? Malia. When she ran across the stage like the cock crowing for Easter, it was so beautiful, so exciting. And, 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 and Janet's little brother played that part so well of Peter being downcast and broken by the fact that the cock crowed and ran across the stage. 
but it was a moment with him and God. And in that moment, God looked at him. And the Bible says that Peter went away sorrowfully because he denied his friend. Christ appears to the women as they're walking. He appears to the disciples. He makes a special presentation for Thomas so that he can see that, yo, it's him. It's really Jesus. And then he goes to fix the brokenness of Peter. Your address is the destination of this message today. The brokenness that you experience in your relationship with Christ, I need you to fully understand. Christ is going to make the first move towards you because he still desires to be with you even though he is the only one that was in the room when you messed up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's the only one that was hanging out with you. He is the only one that was still there. How do I know that Christ was there? The Bible says that, that there is no place that you and I can go that Christ can't go with us. The Bible says that he is always with us. He will never leave nor forsake. He was always there and he will be the first one. Why? Because he still desires to be with you and I, even though it is him. Oh, you got to get this. That we offend. It is him that we mess up. So the first question, the first question comes and he says, Peter, do you love me? In fact, all three questions he asked, Peter, do you love me? At this table of reconciliation that Jesus is sitting at, you see, they were at a table for breakfast, but Jesus changed the whole tablecloth and he said, Peter, it's me and you now. We're going to have a table of reconciliation. And he asked him the question, Peter, do you love me? Got to ask the question to us today, Relove, do you love Jesus? We used to sing a song, oh, friend, do you love Jesus? Oh, are you sure you love Jesus? Then why do you love Jesus? Here's why we love Jesus. Because he, oh, who makes the first move? Jesus makes the first move. And I need you to fully understand it because, because, because you and I are worthy of the first move because of our unworthiness. Because the thing about God is he likes to eat and sleep and hang out with sinners. He loves to chill and be down with individuals who need him most. He's available to the brokenhearted and he's available to those who still want to be with him. I need you to know something. You may have come to church today not understanding why you came, asking God to do something. I need you to understand you came because you still want God, but he wanted you first. So do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, Lord, I want to be with you. He says, then feed my sheep and feed my lambs and, and, and take care of my sheep. I need you to understand, guys. When God restores you, he also looks to employ you. Mm -hmm. Yep. When God redeems you, 
He also looks to establish you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When God clears out your past and forgives you of it, he looks to give you a hope for a future. He says to him, listen, so you say you love me, now I'm going to give you a job. The truth is, you and I are running from that job. You and I are running from that thing, and you may be thinking to yourself, oh, this job meant to increase uh, the people for, to come to church, be a witness to God. I will tell you, if that's your thought and feeling on this particular text, that's good. Feed my sheep. The church is the sheep. You know, there's joy in heaven for the one who comes. That might be good. I appreciate that. I'm thankful for that. But I need you to understand that when God employs you, he's employing you through your gifts and your abilities. The fact is, is that that sin that separates you and I from God God is that thing that stops you and I from reaching our fulfilled purpose. You can't miss this. God comes to us first to hang out with us because he desires to be with us. But I need you to understand my second point. God still believes in you and I. He still believes in us. So when he reconciles you, he still believes in the gift that he's given you to bring you purpose in life. When he reestablishes you and I, he still believes in that talent that he has placed in you to still give you purpose in life. When he redeems us from sin, the Bible says that he has a plan for us to prosper you and to give you a hope and to give you a future to Many of us are downtrodden and depressed because we messed up last year or last night. God already forgot it. When will you forget it? God still believes in us. God is still hoping for us. This command that he gives John, uh, go and feed my lambs and go and take care of my sheep and go and feed my sheep. This is God saying uh, to Peter, Peter, listen, man, listen, I know you messed up. I got a few questions for you. They all sound the same, but I need you to know I'm trying to drive a point home. Do you love me? And that first question, he says, do you, do you love me like more than these? When Peter responds, he pays no attention to that more than these part because he's already done it. Remember when he said, when God said, you're going to deny me, Peter said, Lord, I will stay with you to the grave. I could do better than all these guys. Christ then comes and said, well, well, do you love me more than those guys? And Peter's like, forget them, Lord. Why did he say forget them? He said forget them because when he denied Christ, he was too worried about them than he was worried about Christ. Mm -hmm. When he denied Christ, he was trying to live up to the idea of what they would have felt about him than to live up to, the, to, 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 to showing love to God. He was more worried about pleasing the audience than pleasing God. I need us to understand today, God is coming along to say, hey, listen, I'm your best cheerleader. I'm your best supporter. I'm the one who cares about you more than anybody else does. And will you live for me or are you going to live for others? 
When he told him, do you love me more than those, John learned this lesson immediately. He said, I don't know how to talk about, Peter learned this lesson quickly. He said, Lord, I don't got to talk about those guys. I got to talk about you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. Lord, I care about you. My third point as we get ready to bring this message to a close, God's love means that he still trusts us. And so will you trust him? You see, what Christ does here is he proves to Peter that, listen, man, I have forgiven you. I forgave you when I went to Calvary. And you come back here hanging out with me, I need you to fully understand. I don't want you working with me through, 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 through brokenness. I need you working with me through wholeness. One of the things that, that, that anybody ever fully been reconciled with someone or something and that feeling of coming back to the table knowing that what you've done is not being held against you and how, 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 how fulfilling it is to work in your reconciliation. The relationships grow stronger. Uh, the, 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 the love and desire for others grow stronger. Imagine how Peter now feels to know that not only has Christ forgiven him, but he cares about his future. And he lets him know, listen, Peter, by telling him, go feed my sheep, he's saying to Peter, I trust you still. Even though you messed up. You see, for humans, we would look at this particular situation and we'd be like, oh, you ask forgiveness? I forgive you, but I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say, oh, man, you messed up. Listen, I forgive you because I want to go to heaven. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I got to keep it straight between me and the Lord. I forgive you, but I need you to know you will not be hanging around me for too long. You and I hang out on a necessary platform. Like when it's necessary, that's when we hang. And Jesus is saying, listen, man, before I talk to you about your relationship of trying to possibly trust somebody else, I need to know, will you trust me? Will you trust me? You see, God trusts the unlovable, and that is us. God loves the untrustable, and that is us. God finds value in the invaluable, and that is us. And then he's asking us to do something that, that, that's easier than what he is doing. I need you to hear this. God's asking us, Relove, to trust him, the unconditional lover. Ooh. He's saying, hey, can you trust me, the most trustable person? He's saying, hey, can you trust me, the one who is worthy of all the trust? Need you to fully understand that when God restores you and I and then he employs us, he's saying, I trust you. 
And he's saying it so that when you and I come upon problems and come upon issues, we can rely on him and say, God, hey, listen, you trust me and I was broken, but I'm going to trust you, God, because you've never failed me yet, God. I'm going to trust you, God, because you are greater than my issues, God. I'm going to trust you, God, because you are bigger than my problems, God. I'm going to trust you because you have never failed me yet, God. And God is asking all of us, will you trust me? He could have looked at Peter and said, hey, Peter, <laughs> you denied me, so I'm going to deny you. You can't be a part of the disciples, the apostles. I said I would build my rock on you, Peter, but you messed up. But he still hold on to Peter. And I need you to know, Relove, whatever you did this week, whoever you were this week that you know you and the Lord weren't happy about, I need you to know he's already gotten over it. He's just waiting for you. I need you to know whatever you messed up and did last year, three years ago, 10 years ago, whatever you did, whoever you were, I need you to fully understand he's got space and time for you. And he's saying, hey, listen, I want to restore you. I want to reconcile my relationship with you. And then I want to put you to work in your area of giftedness. That's right, yes. Your area of giftedness. He changed Peter's profession when he first brought him in as a disciple. He said, oh, you fish, but now I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Some of us got our whole lives turned around when Christ came in and now that he's there he's saying listen just because you sin doesn't mean that I still that I don't have a purpose for you anymore it means that I have one still for you who you and I have been can still save someone else so I want to ask you the question today will you trust Jesus if you want to trust him just raise your hand first question is rather simple you could put it down and then for those out there who might not have chosen him as your Lord and Savior and you need to begin a new relationship with him and you want to ask Christ to be your personal Savior you want to accept him rather as your personal Savior this call is for you and what that means in this particular call is that means that you'll begin a relationship with this particular church and we will do our best to try to get you to baptism I need you to fully understand baptism here at Relove happens when you choose for it to happen it doesn't happen at the end of a course study it happens when you choose for it to happen so if you want to choose Christ as your Lord and Savior and say father I want to accept you as my Savior and also be baptized. If you have a connections card, which I don't think we have them just yet, we're going to be getting some new ones. You can fill that out and you can say that on there. But if not, just raise your hand. One of our elders here, one of our disciples will be coming to you. And we want to make sure that you choose baptism, you choose Christ, but we want to walk alongside of you. We want to share in this walk with you. Father God, in this building today, Father, our individuals who we have all raised our hand and said, God, we trust you. 
God, we want to trust you, Father, when we can't trace you. Father, we want to trust you, Father, when it doesn't seem like you're around. We want to trust you, Father, when life changes and we lose jobs, we lose loved ones. Father, we want to trust you. Because you don't just care about, our, about us spiritually, Father. You care about us financially. You care about our health. You care about our families. It's evident, Father, in the way how you take care of us. Thank you for forgiving us, Lord. Thank you for being the first to come to us. Thank you for still believing in us, Father. And then, Father, thank you for being trustworthy. In your holy name we pray, in Jesus' name, let the whole church say, amen and amen.